0: Hi hey guys, Alex McDonald joined by Danielle Munoz. Hi, Danny. What's going on? Hey. Not a whole lot, Al. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I need to, um, did I do it again? I'm sorry. No, that was me. I didn't correct it after the last, uh, after the last adjustment. I think we're all adjusted now. Um, Danielle's back at home. I am back, back at up home. in the, uh, back I'm up. in the
1: true North.
0: Yeah. And so I'm having to adjust things to, account for the changes studio so y'all are gonna have to bear with me this is the tps report for thursday december the something or other 29th 29th the date's covered up by the hand on my watch so
1: can i say and i
0: didn't even know what day it was to be honest with you as
1: much as i dislike orange i like
0: that color on you this is uh more of a rust this was a, a lovely gift. Yeah, that's like, that's Texas orange. That's like a burnt, yeah. This was a lovely gift from Danielle and Kurt. I don't hate Kurt. That color. It's nice, yeah. It's like a burnt orange rust type color. I, I very much like, like it. it. Thank you very much. Do you? Yeah, I really do. Good, I'm wearing it. Look at me. It's valid. Thursday, December, the something or other. 29th. It's good to be back. Say hi to our friends. It's good to be back in the studio. Let's see who's going to tell us a joke today. Today, it's Steve. Thank you, Steve. Um, Who's with us? Let's see. Joy's here. What's up, Joy? Good to see you. Cameron Anderson is here. Brushfire Mind in the house. What's up, Cam? Uh, Janine is here. Hi, Janine. Good to see you. Peggy Brown is with us. Hey, Peggy. Hey, Peggy. And Michelle Brown is here as well. Hey, Michelle. Good to see you. Bill Campbell is here. What's up, Bill? Hey, Bill there's jake what's going on jake hey, good jake. to see you princess sandy what's up sandy good to Hello, see you Hello, princess there's tom burdick hey tom hey tom i have seen good tom to in a while you, good buddy. to see you brother hope you had a good holiday and uh there's You're your mom well. hi rita thank you for tuning in uh if you haven't said hi hey, say hi and we'll say hi back because we got people watching all over the place uh even on youtube May I don't know if anyone's actually watching on YouTube, but <laughs> Let's when was it? Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, well, here's the thing. I don't know what day it is. I, well, now I know it's Thursday, so I don't actually know what day this happened. It May have been Tuesday. I got an email, so we have a we have a ghost YouTube channel, right? It was Tuesday because it was while I was driving.
1: I missed the whole thing.
0: Yeah. Okay. There you go. We have a ghost YouTube channel. It's a third party channel. <clears throat> And we stream the show to that. And then the show is immediately deleted after we uh after we end because we have no idea what rules YouTube is gonna claim we broke. Right? Right. We just don't know. Nobody does. Nobody knows what you can and can't say on YouTube. And I gotta tell you, we don't go out of our way to say things that are controversial to piss off YouTube. We really don't. We we say what's on our mind and we, we as much as we possibly can, based on our research, we try to tell y'all the truth. Right. As much as we can. As much as we are able, based on the information that we get. And even then, YouTube, everybody knows our channel got banned. We got, uh, we we got, Taken
1: unceremoniously taken down. Taken
0: down completely. They didn't even wait for a third strike. They just got rid of the channel. And I had my suspicions that we were being targeted. That somebody had got their eyes on us or their ears or whatever and were targeting us. Well, the ghost channel got taken down on Tuesday. No strikes, just an immediate channel takedown. By the way, you can join us over. Because we do get taken down occasionally, you can join us over on Locals if you want to, where we're not going to get taken down. Anyway, I got this email. Yeah, it was Tuesday. Hi, Alex MacDonald. We've reviewed your content and found severe or repeated violations of our community guidelines. Because of this, we've removed your channel from YouTube. When they say they've reviewed our content, what they mean is we haven't reviewed any of your content because because, nothing's up there. Because there's no content on that channel. One video, it's a trailer for the show, and it doesn't violate any rules whatsoever. We know this is probably very upsetting news. It wasn't, (laughs) it really wasn't. But it's our job to make sure that YouTube is a safe place for all. And I agree. I agree with that. Uh, If we think a channel severely violates our policies, we take it down to protect other users on the platform. I get all that, right? They have their terms of service. And like I said, we've never gone out of our way intentionally to break those rules. It just so happens that in the past on our channel when we had it, We actually broke some rules, according to YouTube, and uh, they got sick of it and they banned us. So they banned this third-party channel, and um, we sent in an appeal. My appeal asked them, well, first of all, it said, listen, there's, there's a single video on that channel. How that constitutes severe and repeated violations, I'm not sure. But there's a single video on that channel. I said, also, I'm located in Georgia. And Senate Bill 393 requires you to specify what policy was broken in detail. And the policy they pointed to was um, spams, scams, or commercially deceptive content. So I asked, was it a spam? Was it spam and how so? Is it a scam or and how so? Or is it commercially deceptive and how so? And I said to retain all records related to this channel. Later that day, later that night, I got this. Hi, thanks for your appeal. For, uh, for Thanks for the appeal for the following channel TPS report live after taking another look we can confirm that your channel does not violate our community guidelines thanks for your patience while we reviewed this appeal our goal is to make sure content that uh, content doesn't violate whatever they've reinstated the channel to make this right we've put your channel back up on youtube okay first of all they put the TPS report live back on YouTube, which is amazing, but whatever. They put it back. And this, this confirms everything I've thought from day one, Daniel, they received a complaint. Mm -hmm. And I have to assume the way this was acted on, I have to assume that, that complaint came through a government portal of some kind. Because user complaints like this don't get acted on that way. They don't receive a complaint and then immediately ban a channel without going and looking and reviewing that channel. They didn't do that in our case. They got a complaint that alleged severe and repeated violations they took it for granted, I assume, based on the source, and it got taken down. Now, this channel is an experiment. I've, I think I've told everyone this. I think I've explained this once before. Because I'm going to be moving forward with legislation here in Georgia. I'm going to be working with the Georgia Senate. And we're going to be hopefully drafting legislation to protect creators from things like this happening. And there's a lot of momentum behind this right now with the Twitter files and the investigations that are going to take place when Republicans take over. And people are going to be digging into this. And I sent the document preservation request because I intend to find out who is doing this. Not for any particular reason, not for revenge or anything like that, but for transparency. Right. So that people know the kind of organizations that are looking out for a, a small channel like this. We don't have anywhere near the traction for an, for an individual even to give a shit about what we say. Right. let alone Let alone a government organization. But what that tells me, sorry, what that tells me, Danielle, is what we say is true. It goes back to what I've said or what I said at the very beginning. We do everything we can to give you honest and accurate information. And in this day and age, honest and accurate information is a threat to the establishment. And they can't have that.
1: And uh, to your point, their goal was to 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 silence us, to keep the truth that we're sharing from getting out. And so far, they've won. Right. They got our channel taken down. So even though we are able so far to share our shows live on YouTube. Oh, it's not going to last. And we're not getting the reach that we got before. And even before, you kept telling me our reach isn't in our live shows. Correct. Our live shows, are they're just the raw material for us to hone and then to share the message. And then that's what people are going to look at later. And they know that. Oh, yeah. So this that they're doing
0: now, this they're
1: just being dicks now
0: they are they're just they're, they're just quite frankly they're, they're being dicks you. yeah and yeah. listen again i don't care i've, I've said all along right. i've given up on youtube our future is over on rumble right this this channel this third party channel was purely an experiment to see what happened and to basically confirm what i already believe. And not even to see what happened, to see how long it would
1: take it to happen because you took knew three that was going to
0: happen. It took three weeks. A channel with no content, it took three weeks to get flagged and taken down. Now it's been re-inst- reinstituted, but that's not going to last because yeah. now here's what I here's what I think will now happen. Somebody will start monitoring the live streams and they will find a reason to get rid of us. Again, we're not going out of our way to say anything that violates YouTube's terms of service, but somebody wants us gone. I don't think it's somebody at YouTube. Maybe it is. Maybe it's some, I don't know, sad person that works at YouTube that just doesn't like ideas that that contradict their own. Maybe that's what it is. Back to the point that you made before, we're too small
1: for that guy to worry about. That guy's after the Crowders and the Ben
0: Shapiros and the. Well, they can't get that's the thing. They can't get the Crowders. Crowders too high profile. And so so maybe they're going after the the little people to, I don't know, satisfy their desire to uh, to, uh, destroy or try to hurt people. Here's the thing. Our future is rumble. I'm not worried about YouTube. If they ban me tonight or tomorrow, I really don't give a shit. I just don't. We spent two years trying to grow a YouTube channel. I mean, it did okay. It did okay. But it wasn't worth the two years of work. You know what I mean? To get to, what, 600-something subscribers, two years of work, a lot of time. But let's be
1: super clear. That's because of YouTube. That's because they kept striking us,
0: mm-hmm. which
1: would limit our reach. They had a, sh- we know they had a shadow band. Mm-hmm. So a- absolutely. I agree with you that it the, the progress that we made was not worth the effort that you put into it, but because, because we were being limited by YouTube.
0: Yes. Yep. Anyway, channel and got we banned. have the,
1: we have the COVID-19 info warning on us right now on YouTube.
0: There you go. Uh, And that that didn't take long. And we haven't even talked about it yet. That's simply because of the title and the description. And here's the thing. Let's talk about it. Pfizer and Moderna better get this clarified. Study finds worse antibodies after mRNA boosters. This isn't my opinion. This isn't Danielle and I hypothesizing. These are the results from a scientific study. I'm absolutely certain YouTube would determine that this violates their terms of service, but we have to bring you the truth. We have to bring you the story and the data from this study as it's presented. Increased proportion of post-booster LGG4 Antibodies known for helping humans adapt to allergies might result in longer viral persistence in case of infection. German researchers conclude Italian study found LGG4 concentration correlated with COVID-related mortality. A new peer-reviewed study, peer-reviewed, is raising concerns that a third dose of Pfizer and Moderna vaccines may actually worsen immune response against COVID-19, creating waves in both mainstream and heterodox COVID circles. Published in Science Immunology last week, the study by German researchers found that mRNA boosting Induced a high level of so-called lgG4 antibodies, a subclass known for promoting a mild immune response, in two cohorts of several dozen healthcare workers. The shift to this lgG whatever whatever that is subclass was not seen with adenovirus vector vaccines. Um, so the Johnson and Johnson, for example. In the study, Scripps Research Translational Institute director Eric Topple, who is not involved in the research, tweeted while cautioning that clinical significance is not known. Pfizer and Moderna better get this clarified. California gastroenterologist Pharaoh Jalali, Jall- uh, who once pressured the FDA to fast track COVID vaccines for infants, wrote in response to Topple before making his account private. The research is just the latest to prompt scrutiny of federal vaccine recommendations and ongoing professional and educational mandates, particularly for college students, a demographic with low COVID risks, but elevated risks of post-jab heart inflammation. The CDC still recommends anyone six months and older receive a full series and booster of the original Wuhan strain vaccine topped off with the new bivalent Wuhan Omicron booster, regardless of COVID risk level or likelihood of adverse reaction. Um, so what does this mean? Is that an I,
1: Joy? It's IGG4,
0: yeah. Okay. Not LG, IG. That should say I and not L. IGG4. Thank you, Joy. So I've had the two, I had the two Moderna shots, the two initial shots, and then I've had a booster. So I've had three jabs. Theoretically, well, not theoretically. According to this study, I'm now, I don't know how to say this. Were I to get COVID again, the antibodies, based on this study, the antibodies I now have are weaker than the antibodies I would have had after only taking the first two shots. And also weaker than the antibodies created through from natural immunity, is what this study is saying. Now I'm not in a super high risk group, but the reason I got the vaccine is is I did a I did a self assessment, Danielle. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm overweight, and I'm 53. Now, I think 53 years old. And I'm approaching that real high risk. Now, the good thing is my heart's in great shape. You know, I, listen, I haven't exercised a lot shit, this year, quite frankly. But when I do, my heart's in good shape. Right, I, you're I, not I'm, far out yeah, of exercise. I'm not getting out of, I'm not getting out of breath. I'm not gasping right. for air. My recovery uh, rate is, is really good. So I'm still in decent health. But I took the vaccine's to be to be to be safe effectively i was considering another booster because it's it's around that time probably a little bit past due based on the recommendations that the cdc give a little bit past due but now i'm hesitant and the, these, the the people in this study, they specifically said, we haven't studied a fourth shot to know what would happen. I'm not going to get a fourth shot until I know what will happen, if that makes sense. Had, had all of this gone down the way it should have, where... Researchers were allowed to do their work without being demonized, where they were allowed to publish their results without being attacked by government, where where things like this weren't suppressed by Twitter and YouTube and Facebook. Had it gone down that way and we had known that even the third shot would weaken the immune response to COVID, I wonder what percentage of people would have avoided would have avoided getting that third shot or first booster, as it would have been.
1: Well, we were seeing yeah, fantastic point, but we were seeing questions from immunologists with the vaccine, with the original vaccine, about um, immunity and if immunity wouldn't be better. If you got COVID and survived it, if your um, immune system wouldn't be stronger than it would be if you got the vaccine, you know, I mean, those questions were being asked right from the very beginning. But like you said, they were demonized and defunded. Sorry, I'm going to shift again, dude. I'm having some some women age discomforts <laughs> over here. I'm burning. Oh, so you're up. just
0: going to be shifting around? That's fine. I'm yes, just going to leave. My... Um But
1: uh, so those questions were being asked early on, but the studies were being defunded and the, um, you know, we saw these scientists being taken off of social media as they were asking these questions. Mm-hmm. We talked about a study that came out of fuck either France. I think it was out of, it was either France or Italy about the first booster and the lack of efficacy of that shot, because it was the same medication that was given in the vaccines, but the virus had morphed. So it was a different virus and they were using the same vaccine. So that booster wasn't working Yeah. But then the government went ahead and mandated
0: it. Well, there's, so there's, there's one thing we absolutely do know. We know that, the vaccine is good at preventing severe disease. We right. know that. There are some other things we know, which, you know, would would normally probably get us into trouble on YouTube. We know that the vaccine is ra- remarkably ineffective at preventing the spread of the disease. It's terrible at that. Why we insist on still calling it a vaccine beyond me. It is, again, better described as an immunosuppressant rather than a vaccine. Right. We know that for a fact. I know that the data showed. So I got, I caught COVID after my first two jabs. Was it before my booster, though, or after yes. my booster? It was, it was before, before booster. the booster. I got COVID, before, I got two shots, then COVID, and um, the booster after that. I have a feeling I got lucky that I got COVID before I got that booster shot. Because according to this data, the booster. Weakens the. Uh, the immunoresponse to the vaccine. Um, I am going to come down here. Uh, I. I. So it's IgG4, is that right? Antibodies, known for their non-inflammatory properties, constituted just 0.04% of all Ig subclasses shortly after the second mRNA dose. That was when I caught COVID, was after the second dose. The fourth subclass started ramping up several several months after the full series and reached a high of 19.27% late after the third vaccine. That's effectively a 20% increase in the IgG4 antibodies, which are weaker less effective at fighting off the disease, right? Now, there's no claim here that it's, it means you're going to experience a more severe disease, but the claim is it may take you longer to recover. So let's say you recovered from COVID in a week. It might take you, say, 10 days. Let's add 20% to that. And say that you know the recover. This is purely speculation. But if the rate of increase of the IgG4 antibodies is twenty percent, let's say it'll take you twenty. I I don't know that that's true. Right? It's it's science. Um, I'm I'm not an expert, but let's say it takes twenty percent longer. So whereas you may have recovered it in a week, it might take you ten days to recover. But they do say right at the beginning of this. Italian study found IgG4 concentration correlated with COVID-related mortality. I don't know. The increased IgG4 might result in longer viral persistence in case of infection, according to the researchers, most of whom are associated with the University of uh, Er Erlangen-Nuremberg. The findings may have consequences for the choice and timing of mRNA vaccine regimens, including subsequent boosters. Repeat, COVID-19 vaccination boostering was associated with class switch to antibodies LG4 that have potentially lower capacity to neutralize SARS-CoV-2 and clinical breakthrough infections. As far as I can tell, they don't say in this uh, in this study anything about mortality rates because they don't know and they won't know, obviously, for a long time. It's data they need to watch and it's data that needs to be published and that people need to be warned about. But I'm hesitant now to even consider another booster because what if it weakens the immune response even more Further, yep. than the third? Again, there's no claim here that it's going to result in more severe disease rather than prolonged disease. And COVID barely, I mean, I barely knew I had it. The only thing that happened, I lost my voice. you remember? Yes. I didn't feel bad. I didn't have any symptoms. I just lost my voice
1: were you tired? Didn't you? Oh, have I was, yeah, the... remarkably tired. Which that's yeah. a COVID thing. Yeah,
0: super tired, kind of exhausted. Yeah. Um, but that was it. So. And you know, f- like healthy people,
1: like fit people, and but uh, my my s- sample size is super small. But fit people that I know who had COVID, like that was their big thing. Was just absent, like our friend, the athlete, like had it had COVID for a second time and could not get out of the bed for a week.
0: Right. So, but it, it, ra- you know, it raises the question, like I said, how many people would have opted for the booster had this data been available? Right. Well, that leads us to this. Elon Musk announced his new Twitter science policy blasts Anthony Fauci, says he cannot be regarded as a scientist. Ignore that. We're not going to focus on that. This is a little pissing match going on between Elon Musk and Anthony Fauci. We're not a fan of Fauci. He's one of the... Yeah, but
1: he's not wrong.
0: He's not wrong. You know, Fauci is obviously one of the primary reasons that data was hidden from us. But uh, Twitter CEO Elon Musk announced on Wednesday that the social media company's new official policy will not penalize users for legitimately questioning scientific claims and narratives that are promoted in the media. That's really as far as we need to go. Pardon me. That's as far as we need to go with this story, Danielle. What's the, um? what are you scowling at?
1: A comment that says on Facebook that says, send 200 stars to see your comment here. And it looked like it came from us.
0: Ignore it. If you see anything about stars on Facebook, just ignore them. Um, we have stars enabled, but I don't know how the system works.
1: Sorry. It just, that just threw me off that I didn't think that we would pander for stars for somebody to see their comment.
0: It was added to our channel. Um, don't know why I didn't apply for it or anything. It was just added to the channel. I don't know how it works. I haven't, I haven't yeah, even set I, it up to where I we apologize can
1: apologize for what my face did there. I certainly did not mean for that to distract you. It just threw me. Yeah. The stars thing. Just, I was like, we don't pander for stars. What the hell is that? Yeah. So what, I apologize for that.
0: One of the, one of the tenets of science is is discussing science. Questioning, right. Yes. It is absolutely questioning the science, questioning the methodology, questioning the outcome, questioning the consensus. So much, so much of modern science, not modern science, so much of modern day government reactions to science is built around consensus rather than actual data. Look at this. Vaping, for example. Right. The American government's consensus is that vaping will kill you. The science will tell you that they are 99.9996% wrong about that. Right? Yes. The National Health Service in England got it right. When they said vaping is at least 95% safer than smoking. The only reason they said that is because the law prohibited them from saying it was any higher. The actual number is 99.99, either 996 or 9996% safer than smoking because there's no combustion. There's no smoke. There's no combustion, there's no tar, and there are, um, depending on what you vape, there are remarkably minor levels of carcinogens. They're treating COVID the same way in America that they treated e-cigarettes. It's going to kill you. The consensus is it's going to kill you And uh, you need to do what we say. China took that approach. Look what's happening in China right now. They estimate 250 million infections right now. That's not because the. I'm sorry, go ahead. That's not because the disease is worse. It's because the disease wasn't allowed to spread in China. And they are now going through what we've already been through and they're going to catch up. And yes, some people are going to die and it's, it's it's tragic, but that's the nature of a virus.
1: Well, and to clarify your point, people in China are dying because China has had this, what they've called their zero COVID policy for the entire thing. So they've been locked down this whole time. Mm-hmm. Well, and we didn't talk much about this, but there was recently a revolution in China because they had people literally locked in their apartments, like literally bolted into their apartments. They couldn't get out. An yeah. apartment building caught on fire. Ten people died and the public had had enough. Right. So they revolted and China finally had to back off of their zero COVID policy and let people out
0: of their apartments. Right. but So these people... It Go was it was the approach America wanted to take. Right. Lockdown, mandatory lockdowns was an approach America wanted to take. Many states did. Blue states, right. but many of them took that approach. And what happened? It slowed down for a little bit. But as soon as you unlock, COVID's gonna do what COVID does. Right. Now the vaccine was fantastic because it saved a lot of people's lives by preventing serious disease, okay? And, you know, I stand by that. I'm not saying, uh, we never said here, we never said here, don't take it or take it. We always said, do an honest assessment of your health. And if you think you're in in or approaching a high-risk group, You may want to consider a vaccine. That's what I did. But. Ending the lockdowns allowed the virus to do what viruses do. And it's what we should have done from day one. I said, I said from the beginning, don't let the cure be worse than the disease. The only segment of the population, quite frankly, worth protecting were the kids. And in this instance, the kids weren't even at risk. Right. Kids weren't at. I mean, it's it's accurate to say they weren't at any statistical risk.
1: We talked about the study from Johns Hopkins that almost immediately got pulled that said that we had no more deaths statistically through the pandemic, than we should have, were there no pandemic. Right. That
0: the people that died should have died. Just, yeah. It just looked bad because CNN had their counter on the TV. Do you know that more, more people have died from COVID under two years of Joe Biden than died of COVID under a year and a half of Donald Trump? And I'm not, and I don't mean a few more, more than double. That's not the fault of Joe Biden. Right. That's because viruses do what viruses do. And we cannot fight them. We can't prevent them. Maybe one day there will be an actual vaccine that that will prevent the spread of this coronavirus, but we don't have it. and And I don't know that Research has ended, but the pharmaceutical companies are making hundreds of billions of dollars off of the the current vaccine. There's absolutely no incentive for them to spend the money to research an actual vaccine for this when they have something that's pretty good, pretty good at preventing severe disease. Right. China's now going to have to go through all this for themselves. It's the natural course of the virus. They're just doing it a year later than everybody else because of their policies that kept people locked locked indoors for years. I'm surprised it took this long for the Chinese people to get sick of it, to be honest with you. But yeah. what they're telling us is they'd rather go out and get COVID than be locked up by an oppressive government that lies to them. And that's what Elon Musk is saying here. Government shouldn't be allowed to lie to you. And science shouldn't be locked down and hidden from you by social media companies doing the government's bidding. And they were doing the government's bidding. The Twitter files has exposed all of that. The government was telling Twitter, and not just Twitter, all social media companies, who to block, what stories to allow, what stories to block. No mention of this, that, or the other. I don't know that you can say the I word on YouTube anymore. I don't know that you can talk about ivermectin still on YouTube. Even though we know that while ivermectin is not a cure... By any means, for COVID, it absolutely lessened the dangers associated with COVID. We know that. You still can't say that. I'm not telling people go out and stock up on ivermectin. We have a vaccine. If you're worried about COVID, get the shot. If you're not worried about COVID, do, do you do you. But we can't allow government to hide information from us, to hide data from us. And we can't allow these social media companies to complicitly go along and put us at risk. This this data is data that we should have had way earlier in the process, way earlier. People are now onto their eighth and ninth boosters. And we're just now getting data about people. I don't know that that's true, but... I mean, yeah. I was like, dear Jesus, are they really? I don't know. I mean,
1: it, it wouldn't surprise me.
0: I don't know. I bet I mean, what do they say? One every six months. So they're probably on their fifth or sixth booster by now. Because I think the recommendation is one every six months. Um. And if people are on five or six, this data related to the first booster should have been available to us months ago. Months and months and months ago, I waited six, I waited, remember I said I'm going to wait a year? I waited almost a year to get my first shot. That means I was two shots ahead of three shots because they had your first two shots and then the first booster six months later. This data should have been available to me before I ever got that booster shot. Right. And it wasn't. And that cannot be allowed to happen again. Now we have governments planning already for the next pandemic. I understand why. Because the response to this one was such a shit show that they have to do better. (laughs) The world's not going to tolerate, or at least some parts of the world aren't going to tolerate going into lockdown again. There are some authoritarian places like uh, Canada. And Australia and New Zealand, where they're going to strong arm and force at the barrel of a gun people to lock down. But not here in America. We're not going to tolerate that again. Businesses aren't going to close shop again because we saw the true outcome of COVID. And as you said, the mortality rate wasn't any higher than any previous year. They just, listen, did they reclassify a lot of things? To be with COVID? Yeah. I mean, flu deaths were remarkably low for a while there, weren't they, Danielle?
1: Yeah. Yeah, the flu. They cured the flu.
0: Yeah. All we do, all they're doing with, with their response to these things is guaranteeing that the population is going to be immunologically weaker for the next one. That's all they're doing. And had they handled this the way our parents handled this shit back when men were men and women were women, and you throw your kids into the thick of it and say, go get COVID, you little shit. All of you
1: get it together. Yes. Because I'm not taking successive weeks off of work. I'm taking one week off work for all five of you bastards. Exactly. And then we're going to be done with it.
0: Exactly. You send your kids out into the world to be kids, to get sick, to recover, because their immune systems are, are in hyperdrive, just like they kill the mumps and the chicken pox and the measles yep. and every other shitty thing you can throw at them. They kill it off. That's what we should have done this time, and that's what we need to do next time. But men are no longer men, and women are no longer women, Danielle. People raising kids these days, I think, are well decidedly, men be, decidedly men different.
1: Can be birthing parents, and that's right. So you're right. Men are not men, and women are not women. And
0: how can you tell the difference? Mm-hmm. Chicken pox parties. Diamond Dave says, "Yep, that's hey, what we used to do." That's, uh, or at least uh, that's what the the folks used to do. Let me trigger a response to bring up. Or the uh, hey, hundred gold. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Steve. Um, I you always said to talk to your doctor about it. Good advice. We did, you know. And and it's a shame that some doctors were towing the the government narrative line rather than actually looking at data and science. It's a shame that the government were threatening sanctions to any doctor that decided to prescribe treatment that um, apparently Joe Biden disagreed with. And that's all that came down to, Danielle. Hydrochloroquine and ivermectin. It all came down to the fact that Donald Trump said, these are good. And so the government immediately said, well, those must be bad. They have to be bad. Let's shut that shit down quickly. But Elon Musk is now saying that uh, scientific conversations can actually take place on Twitter. Thank God. Right. Thank God. Now, does that mean there are some dumbasses that are going to go out there and read some bullshit Misinformation, sure. It's going to happen. Buyer beware. But that's life, man. That's life. Make better decisions. Yeah, 100%. Go talk to your doctor. They're free to tell the truth these days. Go talk to them. And then make your own informed decision. Don't believe everything you read on Twitter. A lot of it's going to be nonsense. And... To that point,
1: part of science is getting wrong answers and figuring or asking questions based on wrong premises and figuring out that you're wrong.
0: Right. Like,
1: I mean, that's part of the whole thing, right? Yeah. That
0: Yeah, the whole scientific process was put on hold for COVID.
1: Like getting the answer no, like, no, dude, you're totally wrong. That's okay, because that means you're trying, right? And as long as you understand and accept that no and move forward from there. That's, that's process. That, that is, that is the science. Yep. So yeah, being allowed to ask questions and not being afraid to be wrong is important. Yep. That's a huge part of the thing. Hans is here. Hey Hans. Hey
0: Hans. Let's talk about this. This is a carryover from COVID because there are still declared emergencies. That are making, um, that are offering incentives to people to stay out of work, Danielle. There are, I couldn't, I, I saw a story the other day and I tried to find it again and I couldn't. Tried to find it for this. Um, we were talking about it over Christmas. Remember I said that there are some places where people are making six figures on on welfare. It's not just welfare, but it was uh, like enhanced unemployment benefits and food stamps and stuff like that. And there was uh, there, it was, I believe it was in Massachusetts. The average for a family of four was like $126,000 a year. That included rental assistance and basically everything you could claim, One hundred and twenty six dollars a year. It's a major incentive to stay out of work. And the Biden administration have policies that prevent welfare to work programs, Danielle. The Biden administration is blocking states from moving people from welfare to work. The federal government has banned state work requirements for food stamp recipients since March of 2020 and the Biden team is continuing this counterproductive restriction through at least April. Fortunately, there's a work requirement workaround that the states should quickly pass in 2023. Congress enacted the work requirement ban at the pandemic's start, and it stays in place as long as the executive branch maintains the public health emergency. The Biden administration is set to extend the emergency for the 12th time and no wonder. Sorry. And no wonder it's faced sustained pressure from the media and activists to continue, uh, to continue it. Precisely because it means keeping millions more people on welfare programs, including food stamps. The consequences are clear across across the country. Job openings remain near a record high, while the labor force participation rate participation rate is still much lower than it was pre-pandemic and it's fallen for the past four months. But 25 states want to help end this crisis, which is why they have the food stamp work requirements waiting to go into effect at the end of the emergency. The rest of the country has renewable waivers going beyond the emergency's end. New York runs until October 1st, 2023, meaning such states don't want people to receive this aid. New York, by the way, have experienced record evacuation is is probably the best word i can use for it and a a large percentage of the people evacuating new york are the folks that pay for these programs it's wealthy people that are leaving New York. A combination of bad policies, increased taxes, the uh, the new wealth tax in New York. Uh, you all may remember that. It's driving the wealthy out of New York, the very people that pay for these programs. Right. Um. There, I thought there were some numbers in here, uh, dollar amount numbers, but there don't appear to be. And I, like I said, I couldn't find that initial story where uh, where they showed numbers from around the country and places like, I, th- I swear it was Massachusetts, one hundred and twenty six or $129,000 to be on welfare. To Bill be Campbell
1: on. says Jersey is also one that's over $100,000, yeah.
0: which isn't surprising. No. We have to pay for that. Not we in Georgia. We're not paying for New Jersey naturally. Well, there are some federal subsidies that go to it. So technically we are. But we, we are all paying for the economy that it's created. Okay. Joe Biden's policies through COVID decimated an economy, absolutely destroyed it. It's slow to recover because of a continuation of these policies like, like this. Policies that encourage people to stay on on public support rather than going back to work and making a living for themselves. Now they're extending it again for the 12th time, apparently. New York's policies are through October of 23. October of 2023. So don't expect to see any significant economic recovery before that. Not that we're going to because the housing market. We haven't forgotten about that, by the way. Haven't forgotten about that at all. We just had an opportune, a perfect opportunity to fix all of this by electing Republicans. To give Republicans control of the House and the Senate. And America chose not to. Saw some polls the other day. It was um it was the New York Post, and I, I don't know who did the poll but it was the New York Post that published this. And they published it like it was good news for Republicans. Um after the midterms, uh they said support for Joe Biden is is waning. And that effectively Republican candidates are, are likely to beat him in a general election. And they put up some numbers and and Ron DeSantis this was okay, this was good news, I guess, was polling 49 points up on Joe Biden. <laughs> Donald Trump was polling one and a half points up on Joe Biden. Oh my. Well within the margin of error. Well within the margin of error. And quite frankly, worse than Donald Trump was polling in 2019, 2020. And we know what happened there. Right. 2024, again, would be a really good opportunity to fix this mess, this mess that Joe Biden and the Democrats have created or that they've exacerbated. They didn't create COVID, but they certainly exacerbated the the situation. Right. Things aren't going to get any better between now and 2024. They're just not economically. If Donald Trump is the nominee, and right now, after, after the midterms, he's only polling one and a half points above Joe Biden. It means that Donald Trump's going to get absolutely decimated in 2024. And I have a horrible feeling that he will in fact be the nominee. If he's, if he's the nominee, I think it destroys Republicans chances of making any headway in the Senate, even though it's a perfect opportunity with, I believe 17 Democrat seats up for grabs. Double the number of seats that Republicans had up for grabs in the midterms. Double. Perfect opportunity for Republicans. A, a, a perfect storm, so to speak. And I, I, Ron DeSantis would walk away with it. But I don't think, I don't think DeSantis is going to run. We've talked about this before. Because in order to get there, you have to win a Republican primary. Right. And anyone that enters this Republican primary with Donald Trump is probably going to have their political career ended for them. And I don't know that I I don't know that I want to see Ron DeSantis put him in that position, to be honest with you, put himself in that position So I I have a feeling it's going to be it's going to be Donald Trump. I have a feeling that means that Joe Biden will win re-election. And I have a feeling that these emergency extensions will still be going on, will still be going on when uh, when that happens. Drag this out as much as they can. Um, Oh, here we go. Was was this uh, this wasn't the story But uh, I found that some families can receive the annualized equivalent of a six-figure income with no one working and you're paying for it. Let's see here. New Jersey, for example, for instance, a family of four with no one working can receive unemployment benefits equivalent to a job paying over $96,000. That's more than the median household earner's uh, the median median household earns in wages and benefits combined. Um, it's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, healthcare subsidies uh, in Washington State the amount is more than one hundred and twenty two thousand dollars when you figure in healthcare subsidies. Danielle, I mean, why would why would you go to work right if you can live the life of somebody that makes one hundred and twenty two grand? What's your incentive to go to work for seven, 70, you know, 60 or 50 even? Right. What's the incentive? 40 is probably more like what they're making. These are Democrat policies. Margaret Thatcher summed it up, you know, the, the socialism. Socialism is great until you run out of other people's money. And that's what's going to happen. All these places are going to lose the wealth. New York's already beginning to lose its wealth. Right. And uh, it's going to crash. Can we talk real quick before we go about Whoopi Goldberg pulling another Kanye? I played a video. I played a video of the last outburst. Let me see if I can find it real quick. You remember when she was uh, horrifically racist about uh, the Jewish community before? Yes. How'd you spell Whoopi? W-H-O-O-P-I. Whoopi. Whoopi, Whoopi, Um. is this it? Yeah, here we go. Let me play this real quick. As mis or disinformation, oh, I, I, I overshot. The pro- Holocaust isn't about race. No, no, it's well, not about race. It yeah, no, no, is about a different but, race. But it's it's not about race. It's not about well, what race. What is it about? Because you, it's about. Man's inhumanity to man. Good morning, and so welcome she to was um, she was suspended for those comments, if we remember. Right. Yes. She's done it again, Danielle. She's done it again. Um, the co-star and ringleader of ABC's Afternoon Henfest, The View has found herself in trouble again this week after an interview with a British newspaper where she substantively repeated remarks about race and the Holocaust that got her suspended from her TV job earlier this year. Now, the, the, the question now is, should she be uh, fired for what she said. Um, They were not killing racial. They were not killing racial. They were killing physical. Goldberg had told the UK Sunday Times at one point in her remarks, according to Fox, she was explaining the origins of the state's mass murder in Nazi Germany. They were killing people they considered to be mentally defective, she said. And then they made this decision. They made this decision uh, for right for the Nazis. Then they made this decision makes the uh, mass extermination of millions of men, women, and children sound like a spur of the moment affair, an afterthought rather than the goal Hitler declared. Um, again, it's not Holocaust denial, of uh, really, but she's certainly not recognizing one of the prime reasons for the Holocaust which was that Hitler wanted to eradicate the Jews.
1: I mean, it kind of is Holocaust denial. She's acting like he just killed a bunch of people, not that he killed a bunch of Jews. Like that. I mean, to your point, but I feel like it kind of is. Because she's acting like he just killed a bunch of people and they just happen to be Jews because he's not killing them because of their Jewishness. He's just killing their physicalness.
0: Yeah. um, However you look at it, and, and listen, I don't disagree with you. It's perfectly reasonable to look at it that way. Here's the thing. Kanye West had his bank accounts closed for his anti-Semitic comments. He lost sponsors. He lost advertisers. They're effectively trying to cancel him from, from the top to top down. tried to mute that sorry should should Whoopi Goldberg now face the same response that Kanye West faced wouldn't it be hypocritical not to wouldn't it be hypocritical now of ABC after suspending her the first time for what she said wouldn't it be hypocritical of them not to now terminate her for repeating the exact same talking points that got her suspended the first time. The the exact same talking points that outraged the Jewish community the first time. Same community that continues to vote for Democrats and people like um Whoopi Goldberg, by the way, but whatever. We'll ignore that for the purposes of this discussion. Right. I mean it it isn't um isn't equi- doesn't equity play into it here? Kanye West need to be canceled for what he said about the Jewish community. Shouldn't I mean, really, rightfully, shouldn't Whoopi Goldberg? I mean, I don't personally think so. Obviously, I think the cancel I, culture is absolute fucking nonsense. Yeah, and I think I don't, it's between ABC and uh, and Whoopi Goldberg what they did, what they do. But for the sake of hyperbole, shouldn't she be fired for this? But but hang on. I feel like you're making two separate points.
1: Should she be canceled? I am. I
0: just readily admitted that.
1: Yeah. Should she be canceled because he was canceled? I don't think either one of them should be canceled. But back to your point about that they suspended her the first time she did it. So now do they have to sort of step up their game and fire her or admit that they were just virtue signaling when they suspended her before, yes
0: right, like they did with Jeffrey Tubin yes yeah, it was yeah. purely virtue signaling yep. then then they allowed Lubin Tubin back on the air after right the that. after the heat dies down a little bit and that's what would happen with Whoopi Goldberg the listen the only reason anybody if if Kanye West were a rabid leftist Marxist, do you think the media would have come after him the way they did? no. They came after him because he aligned himself with Donald Trump for a little while. That's why they came after Kanye. It's the same reason they're not going to go after Whoopi Goldberg, because she is a rabid Marxist leftist. And they're given a free pass to say whatever they want to say. Whoopi Goldberg can be as horrific as she chooses towards the Jewish community and they won't they won't say a word. the The left won't say a fucking word. Just like YouTube won't ban right. a leftist channel, but they'll ban a conservative channel. Just like Twitter, we're banning conservatives and uh, not banning leftists. And all these people on the left now complaining. Well, why, why am I seeing all these conservative people on Twitter? I don't follow them. Well, you, you just confirmed what was happening on Twitter, didn't you? You right. just confirmed what was fucking happening all this time, you idiots. Anyway, I'm yeah. sorry. We're we're out of time. We're way over. I just wanted to bring up that Whoopi Goldberg thing because why the and- fuck not?
1: Diamond Dave says this from a woman who appropriated a Jewish name to further her career. I saw that. Yes, she did.
0: Yeah. ABC will let it go and say it's because she didn't say it on the view. Most likely that will be ABC's out. That will be their way of, uh, of circumventing this.
1: Um, of actually doing something or you know what maybe they get rid of her because she's awful and loud and that show sucks and they might try to freshen it up get her big ass off there and put two actual like bright people in her place yeah i don't know it'll be interesting to see what they do yep all I right mean, we're
0: out of time Let's interesting of
1: all right y'all hey are we do- is today today's thursday yeah? yeah are we doing a show saturday morning
0: you want to talk about what we'll we talk about it out there saturday yeah yeah because saturday is new year probably let's say yes
1: all right we'll say yes and we'll see what happens
0: yeah
1: all right y'all let's do that thank you so much for hanging out with us we love you we appreciate you. and i don't know we'll see you somewhere out there bye guys bye now